Hello and welcome to Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction brought to you by the Modular Building Institute. With a compact footprint, variety of unit options, and seamless system management, city multi-variable refrigerant flow zoning systems from Mitsubishi Electric Train, HVAC US are a one-stop solution for modular projects. With efficient operation and the ability to connect to commercial ventilation equipment, third-party systems, and comprehensive control solutions, City Multi VRF can help you meet energy and performance goals on your next project. From off-site development to on-site assembly, you can trust our manufacturer-level support to guide you from system selection to design to startup, no matter the application. To learn more about our offerings, visit MitsubishiPro.com. Welcome, everyone. My name is John McMullen, and I'm the Marketing Director here at MBI. Today, I'm talking with Curtis Fletcher, co-founder and chief strategy officer at Prefab Logic. Curtis is here to talk about the best ways to mitigate some of the complexities of modular construction and the lessons he's learned from his years in the modular industry. Curtis, welcome. Thank you, John. Really appreciate you having me. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. So tell me about yourself, Curtis. You have a, a long history in modular construction. Can you give me a, a brief history of your career so far? Sure, sure. I started um, straight out of school at um, at Fleetwood Enterprises, actually, down at uh, corporate offices in Riverside. Um, manufactured industry doing uh, RVs, travel trailers, in the product development group. And from there, got into manufactured housing and then eventually spawned into my own business doing um, modular buildings, large-scale modular buildings. Had a firm for about 10 years and then... Um, Started Prefab Logic in 2015 with uh, my partner Rick Murdoch um, after he departed from uh, Gurdon Enterprises, and here we are today. Very good. So, so what's kept you in the industry all, you, all these years? I know you've had uh, Prefab Logic and then lots of other projects. What what keeps you going? You know, it's it's the um, the manufacturing side of it and the product development side of the uh, business that I really enjoy. Um, you know, the creation. Uh, component to the business that really gets me up in the morning That's in the awesome. problem solving. So let's let's focus on Prefab Logic. You started that company in 2015, uh, as you mentioned with your partner, uh, Rick Murdoch, and you guys are, are modular consultants. Is that right? What does that what does that mean? Yeah, so we are, you know, we basically started the business with the premise in mind that we are bridging the gap between the manufacturing groups, the developer and the general contractor, there always seems to be this disconnect between the groups and and the large unknown components to modular building, you know, on the developer and, and general contracting side of the business. And so that business has really spawned to create a synergy between the groups and provide all the information they need to actually get the project done efficiently gotcha. uh, from from drawings to data, et cetera. So what's the process and when uh, are you guys typically brought into a project? Typically early in the uh, process, you know, usually in the schematic design phase, uh, prefabulogical get engaged in the project and uh, help steer the project. Um, and nowadays, because the uh, market's become so competitive, we're actually involved in the project, even in the uh, entitlement phase. We'll do mm -hmm. some early consulting to help make sure that the project's going to be able to be built in a modular fashion. Um, so, you know, anywhere from that, that entitlement through 
uh, SD phase will get involved and help drive the project forward. So when you're coming in so so early, what's what's your process for evaluating a project when you first become involved? I guess whenever in the process you do become involved, what's that process look like and, and what are you looking for? So um, early in the process, our team will take a look at the project and determine whether it's going to be viable for modular in the first place. And what that really means is, you know, one, um, does the site really even lend itself to getting modules onto the job site, right? Or the power lines or are there other parameters that are going to keep that from happening or other transportation things. And then, you know, can we, can we get the building to fit? Uh, within the modular, if it's if it's down the road and design a bit, and and modules just don't really work, and they don't have a lot of flexibility in the design, um, then we'll sort of you know give that news to the developer and let them know early on. Our job, in my view, is to get them the fastest answer. Uh, if it's going to be a no, we want that answer to come quickly so that they don't waste their time pursuing something that's not going to happen. What's the most complex aspect of a modular project? What do you what do you do to mitigate that complexity? Um, you know, I, I would say, I mean, two things, right? The structural and the um, the MEP systems, right? Your mechanical, electrical, plumbing components, you know, tend to be some of the most difficult components and uh, problematic areas in a modular project because every module comes out completely finished on the inside to the highest extent possible, uh, which means all those systems are in place. And you have to know that you can get those connections to happen um, vertically and horizontally in the field with the least interruption or, or impact to the unit's uh, interior, right? Mm -hmm. And so the, the most complex part of the project is getting that that stuff figured out ahead of time before the project hits the production line and before it hits the site so that everybody has a clear view of what that is going to entail when you get to the job site and and how difficult it's going to be or how easy it's going to be right mm -hmm. so in a in a nutshell what's a, what's the value of having an outside management firm like prefab logic um you know as opposed to not having one at all you know, um, we we often refer to it as an insurance policy, right? It's it's one of those things that if you don't take the time to actually figure the project out uh, completely and and intricately the way we do, it's it's very difficult to know, uh, you know, for the factory to know how they're actually going to accomplish it, and for the on-site crew to know how they're going to accomplish it. If you don't figure out all the nuts and bolts, because it is a manufacturing environment that this is being done in, if we don't figure all that stuff out ahead of time, then your result is going to be not so great, right? Um, you're not going to have the result you're looking for, and you're going to be disappointed. Um, it really takes a group of people that understand the manufacturing process and the on-site install and completion process to bring that together so that everybody feels the least amount of pain in doing this process altogether, right? So what are some of the common missteps? And you alluded to some just, just now, but what are some of the common missteps that you've seen builders or designers or manufacturers uh, make during a modular project? And, and what's your advice for how they can be avoided? You know, I mean, I think 
I think that probably the, the biggest misstep is, is not planning for modular in the first place. Um, that, that's probably number one, right? But other than that, I think it's just assuming that, that somebody's got it, right? Somebody, somebody's going to take care of that. Right. Because because often they don't. And and it's nobody's I mean, it's just it's just that it's not accounted for. It's a, no different than a scope of work for a contractor where you're you're doing a scope of work to assure that everybody's got their piece of the puzzle covered. Right. And that there's no gray and modular is the same way. And and one of the big missteps people take or, or make here is that they don't take the time to figure that out and make sure that everything is covered and that all those things are answered and getting the right team together in the first place. What's the, what's the ideal timeline for a modular project? So I'm going to return a question. So by timeline, what do you mean? Do you mean like, like the length of time or do you mean? Well, um, I guess every project's different and you've got different factors to consider when you're talking about how long a project takes, but, um, Let's see, I'll rephrase. What, um, what's the ideal process for a modular project? Like what, what happens first, what happens second? Yeah, so first thing is, is you know, is, as I illustrated earlier, just a schematic design, getting to that level. And then, you know, from that point, what, what we like to do is we like to take that project then and and then take over sort of the the components that are going to be built in a factory and have those designed and developed so that all that factory stuff is figured out start to finish now that that also includes the state submittal process and getting approved by the state whatever state we're doing work in and that process can be pretty lengthy depending on um the timeliness of everybody on the team and 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 getting answers and deciding on specifications and all these different things that occur in a in a modular project um you know the ideal time you know to get like the length of time to get a project done to sort of illustrate that is is anywhere from from a in a design you know from a design stance anywhere from you know call it six months to nine months, depending on the team itself, right? Um, we're actively trying to compress that um, through various means. Um, we'd really like to see that at a four-month window uh, for that design, that design element um, to work better with uh, finance and, and other components in the uh, market. What... Um... What advice do you have for traditional builders or designers who are considering modular? What do they, what do they need to know before their first modular project? Um, I think they need to, I think they need to know that there are, are different groups out there, you know, prefab logic being one of them, but there are others, you know, that, that are very useful resources in the industry and MBI um, being one of them as well, right? That, that can help guide and, and shape their experience, you know, in, in the modular uh, pursuit and reaching out to people that, that have done it and have a proven track record is really sort of paramount in your success. So I've been asking uh, a, a lot of modular 101 type of questions. So I'm going to throw a modular 201 question at you. Uh, as for teams, 
uh, who've already dipped their toes into modular construction. They've done a couple of projects. What lessons should they be trying to learn and, and what process improvements uh, should they be looking to make as they, as they continue further down the, the line? You know, um, I think the, I think the lessons um, that, that any group should be learning is that, you know, first off, if you've done your first project, you've undoubtedly felt some pain, right? Um, what you should know and the lesson learned here is, you know, take that no different than site built construction, take those lessons and apply them to the next project over time and then, and then develop your team, right? Over time, you will get to be like a machine in terms of producing, you know, the on-site completion process and also the, the experience with the manufacturing and pick a team and stay with it. Right. I mean, if you, if you move from group to group to group, it gets very difficult to get, you know, a consistent outcome. Mm -hmm. If you can pick a team and ride that horse and then refine your process. Um, I think that's probably where you bring those lessons to bear on, you know, you know, throughout the throughout the development uh, timeline, right? Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of people speak to the value of of teams and and uh, communication, but I think uh, the way you put it, you know, sticking with that team, finding a team that works, sticking with them, and really just making making sure that your your wheels are greased and everything's working smoothly, I think is is, is great advice. So thank you for that. Sure. Um, what do the next five to ten years of modular construction look like? Where, where's the industry headed, do you think? Oh, well, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I've got a lot of forecasts for that. But it's, um, you know, I think it's going to be very interesting. I mean, the market today is, is very, um, very up and down, right, in terms of supply chain and, and cost structures and so forth. But, you know, what we're seeing in the, in the marketplace is just this, this loss of, of skilled labor, right, which has been accelerated in a big way by by the pandemic, um, leading people to retire early and and find out that they you know that they can retire, um, which has really led to this mass exodus of of the industry and leaving us with a lot of unskilled and untrained labor uh, in the market and and just not enough of it. Uh, in particular. And, and so when I look out five to 10 years from now and the shortage of housing and, and the homelessness and, and, you know, kind of unattainable housing in the marketplace, you know, I believe that manufacturing has to get better, um, you know, in terms of the number of units we can produce and that can take various forms. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, owner and very involved in a, in an automated manufacturing facility myself. And, you know, that is, uh, in my view, one of the big future, uh, components, um, because it's very tough to get labor right now. And it's the only way we're going to actually offset that, that labor so that we can, you know, take the heavy lifting off the, uh, people and, and create an environment that people want to work in. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have to be able to produce more. It has to get more automotive-like. And to do that, it's going to take some big shifts in the market in terms of what we find acceptable for housing, 
right? In terms of, you know, the size of the housing, the um, complexity of that housing. Um, so, so we've got a lot of initiatives surrounding that uh, in our various companies, but um, I see housing improving. I think, I think, it will hit, especially from the modular perspective, it will hit a new momentum over the next decade that that should be pretty unbelievable. Well, that's that's exciting and fingers crossed, certainly. Um, that's, that's just about it for, for my questions, but I had one left. Um, you are going to be at the, at the our upcoming World of Modular conference in April, and we were chatting uh, before the podcast started. We're very excited. Uh, to get back together, get the industry back together. I was wondering uh, if you could touch on uh, the presentation that you'll be doing there and, and what are you excited to share and what are you hoping people will learn from your session? Yeah, you know, um, yeah, that talk is really going to sort of revolve around uh, what we're doing in our processes here at uh, Prefab Logic and what, what we've learned uh, in those processes and how that is shaping the industry in terms of of data and schedules and um you know the the way we visualize projects um you know using vr and ar and our experience and production environments with that and the paperless environments um you know again sort of leading to the same narrative of you know, how do we get production to happen faster, right? It's not just about designing buildings. It's, it's about how can we make buildings more manufacturable, you know, at a better pace. And, and so my talk is really going to revolve around that format that we've been using to help drive the industry forward and, and hopefully sharing that message to other groups to do the same. Right. Um, we're all about helping lift, lift everybody's boat. Right. And, and we need a lot of manufacturing in the marketplace and without, without sharing, you know, to other people how we're doing it mm-hmm. um, and the experiences we've had. And I've been at this for 39 years myself, my partners for, I think, 46 or 47 years. So we've, you know, we've seen a lot, over our time, we're kind of at the at the tail end of our careers. We're hoping to get new folks into the marketplace, you know, younger people into the marketplace that uh, want to pick up the mantle and carry it. And so, um, my message is going to really revolve more around technology and and the things we're doing and sort of the excitement that brings to the market. Well, it should be a, a fantastic session, Curtis. I'm excited for it. Uh, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, I look forward to seeing you in April at World of Modular. Yeah, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. My name is John McMullen, and this has been another episode of Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction. Until next time.